6. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Good morning once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense on a Saturday morning. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert himself, Larry Rosenthal. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? I'm doing well. Is it a good day for us to start singing, Don't Worry, Be Happy? <laughs> yes, it is. It's is always it? a good day to sing that. Don't worry, man. Just be happy. That's right. That's right. That's a great song. It's a it great is. Song. And it's a good a philosophy to have about life sometimes, I think. Well, it is, you know. I mean, you, you, we cruise through life, and we get all caught up into uh, all the stress and troubles of the world, and, and we stop, and we can just think to ourselves, well, wait a minute here. We've got the Holy Spirit in us. We should be running around happy and, should and be okay, happy. Yeah. right? Yeah. We've got to keep things in perspective. That's one of the things we try to do here on this show, Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal show here on WAVA, is to sort of keep things in perspective when it comes to money management, understanding the rules of money, understanding how the economy works, how you can do your best financial planning for you and your family to accomplish your goals and things. You know, Chris, and in Proverbs sixteen nine, it says, the, ma- the mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. You know, so mm-hmm. pray it up to the Lord what you want to try to do and, and follow it according to his will for his honor and glory and not yours. And that's pretty much the way we have to go into sort of financial planning and money management and things like that. And we're going to be talking today about all kinds of money management rules and money management concepts and things of that nature. So stay tuned. I've got a whole list of things we're going to be talking about that push and pull you back and forth across the retirement decision. Should I retire? Yes, no, maybe. What should I do? Let's take that deer out of the headlight looks away from you and Mm. and get you down the road to understanding some of these more pertinent questions about it. But before we jump into those subject matters, at the top of each show, I always like to talk a little bit about the markets, the economy, and things like that, you know. And, hey, here we go, clipping along again this week. The S&P and, and, the, and amongst uh, other world indices are setting all kinds of, of record highs, which is good news. Uh, very, very happy about that. We had some interesting news this, this week in the, in, the, in the economy for, uh, for the year ending March 2017, you know, this past March. So March of 16 through March of 17 is when this data came out. Foreign buyers accounted for 10% of the U.S. dollars that were basically purchased on U.S. homes over the last year. Uh, that's an increase of up from 7% the, the prior year. So I like how you're making non-judgment about that. It is an interesting fact. We don't know whether that's good or whether that's bad. <laughs> From, well, what you, from what you said, you yeah. know, it's adding ten percent to 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 demand on the homes. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. There you, you know, go. Yeah. Uh, most of the homes were purchased in uh, Florida, California, and Texas. So kind of a cool thing, you know, to 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 see that you know the value of our real estate still cruising along, and and you know, start uh, new home prices or new home sales are still still continuing to rise, and that is a good thing for the economy. 
for the purchase of a new home, the building of a new home, Chris, is the largest single multiplier effect in the economy. Think about all the things that has to go into the home. First of all, you've got labor. You've got carpeting. You've got cement, wood, bricks, mortar, steel. You've got uh, dishwashers, curtains, all kinds of things, air conditioning ducts, all kinds of things that go into a home. The, the, the footprint or the expansion ratio of a new home being built uh, that that is a big multiplying effect. So that's a good thing, as far as that goes. Some some news from overseas as well. Bank of Japan is pushing pushes its inflation deadline back again. They're just still not getting the growth in the economy there. They're hoping to have a two percent targeted inflation rate in Japan by 2020. And the ECB came out this week and said uh, with their quantitative easing. Basically, I don't want to get into all this Wall Street speak, but when we in the U.S. came out of the financial crisis back in 2008, our Federal Reserve went into this quantitative easing program. Well, Europe is is doing that now. They were a few years late in starting to do it, and they were hoping that they didn't have to continue, but they're still going to keep their foot on the gas for now, which is good. In other words, they're not going to start normalizing their monetary policy just yet. They're going to still continue to stimulate over there. So we should still see things uh, happening and doing well overseas. So all How is the all, Brexit affecting all of that? Is... You know, the Brexit has really not been that big of an issue, and the main reason behind that is because the United Kingdom carries its own currency. Had they been involved in the euro, that would have been a whole different story. So, you know, people are holding their breath to see if another nation wants to pull away, and then how are they going to unwind the euro that they use and go back to their own currency? There's all kinds of speculation out there. If that happens, then that nation's going to instantly go into hyperinflation or something like that. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see about that. But right now, you know, things, uh, you know, they're all talking over there, and you hear rumors and all that. But, you know, right now we'll just keep our eye on what what the reality is rather than get into all types of speculation with it all. Gotcha. So, yep, absolutely. So, hey, let's open up the phone lines here. Give us a ring this morning with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855 855- Seven six seven three one two three to reach me live here in the studio. Any any of your questions at all on any subject matters, investments, the economy, the Fed, Trump's new policies he's trying to put out. Give us a call here with any of your financial planning or investment questions. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 
501-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, I've got a number for you, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. You can dial that telephone number at any time to speak to our financial and retirement expert sitting right here in the studio, Larry Rosenthal. Larry. Yes, sir, Chris. Yes, sir. We're back in back in better than ever, right? Back in the saddle. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> there you have go. Have you ever ridden in a Have you ever ridden in a saddle? Have you ever ridden a horse, Larry? I have ridden a horse. Yes. Yeah, they're wonderful, aren't they? I love riding horses. They're fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I've ridden them slowly and you know <laughs> on on tours and things. Never been bucked off one of them though, have you? No, thank God I haven't. But I've galloped, uh, so that was that was fun. That's an experience. So, yeah, you know, you always want to try and do more, but it's just you know they're fun. They're fun. Kind of tough to have one in the city, I guess. Yeah, you know, they, they eat a lot and, yeah, the other things. So, yeah, you want to be careful with having one go. in the city. Yeah. Hey, so some more Proverbs on money. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. One who is gracious to the poor, uh, I'm sorry, one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. Uh, you know, so let's stop and think about how we can do some random acts of kindness this there coming week, right, with Amen. our money. Maybe buy somebody lunch. Uh, maybe he'll give somebody a hand up or whatever it may be. So, I saw somebody know. do that just the other day. I was in uh, line at one of the supermarkets, and a uh, lady went to try to pull out her money, and, and to get a, the cashier said, nope, nope, sorry, it's already taken care of. So that that's kind of cool when it happens. Yeah, yeah, that is neat. You know, I hear that happens sometimes at drive through restaurants. Yeah, yeah, like at McDonald's or something like that. Sure. Yep, yep, so very good, so very good. So random acts of kindness is what we want to do the second half of this year. How's that sound, Chris? Sounds great to me. There you go. So, you know, each week we get uh, questions and, and things emailed in. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot me off some emails, and we'd be happy to, to read your emails here live on the air. Or we get people that call the office with questions and, and wanting some information now. So I want to open up the email bag this week. And one of the questions I, I, I have is uh, kind of – it's a good question. I, I really like it. Not, not a lot of detail behind it, but how is the best way for younger adults to start to invest? And I like the thought pattern here. Um, you know, d- didn't give any ages, don't have any ages or, or anything like that or income or assets. But, but you know, in that context of what's the best way for young adults to start to invest. And, and the first thing that you want to do really is you want to sort of build a firm foundation. You want to make sure that you have an adequate amount of money saved up in the bank. You know, living expense money, you know, three to six months worth of living expenses. Then you're ready to start really start to look to invest. And one of the most efficient, best ways to do it is into your employer's retirement plan. Sometimes you're even lucky enough to get a, get a matching contribution to the money that you put in. So young adults out there, what you want to do is just start, you know, uh, make sure that your 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 uh, monthly budget is in order. You have debt that's that's not too much, hopefully no, none at all, and just start saving money. And And one of the key things here is you want to pay attention to one fact, and that's indisputable, and that is to continue to put the money in each and every month, regardless of what's going on in the market or the economy. You know, when the market goes down a little bit and you're getting ready to put money in, some people get worried because they go, well, last month I, I, I put I – put, 
$200 in and now it's worth 195. I've lost $5. But yeah, but this month when you put it in, you're going to buy more shares. So when it comes back, you're going to get a higher return on that pile of money. So that's the premise behind dollar cost averaging and that's one of the most efficient ways for younger adults to really start getting into anybody really to start putting money into the market, especially today if even if you're older and you want to in, introduce new money into the market with all-time highs, what's the best way to go about doing that? And it's probably dollar cost averaging into the marketplace. You don't want to look at it every day either because if you look at it every day, it's like the watched pot. It doesn't always boil. It wait, you have to wait on it a little bit. No, it'll drive you crazy if you look at it every day. Yeah. And that's one of the things too that, that, that people Look, look at things. Uh, you know, I've got I I can use this example. I've got a, a family member of mine who does a lot of trading. Um, uh, he, you know, they don't they don't live anywhere around here, but they do a lot of trading and um, in and out all the time. And you know, they're telling me when they're in and when they're out and doing this and that and this thing and that thing. And and uh, a lot of times it ends up to amount of frustration a little bit. And a big tax bill at the end of the year too. Absolutely. So, so you know, you really have to understand what what you're really taking, what what your objective is. But the best way for younger adults to invest is look at your 401k, the government TSP, put some dollars away in there, and then just start pounding the money in there. Another question I received um, is considering purchasing long-term care insurance, but want to know the best kind to get. Well, the best kind of insurance that you can have is the one that pays, obviously, when you're in need for it, right? So there's there's two types of long-term care insurance. First of all, let's, let's go back and break down the purpose of long-term care insurance. The purpose of long-term care insurance is to provide the person in need of the service with adequate dollars to get the service uh, provided to them. You know, and then the second purpose of long-term care insurance is to protect the value of your estate for the person who's ill, who needs the coverage, for your beneficiaries and your heirs. Because we, as we all know, long-term care facilities cost a tremendous amount of money oh, yeah. for, for the care, right? So that's the main purpose driving behind the purchase of long-term care insurance. But then to the meat of the question, what is the best kind to get? You know, there's all different types of bells and whistles on long-term care policies. When you go and purchase a long-term care policy, they have what's called little add-ons or riders. You can get this benefit. You can get that benefit. You can do this and that. So there's a sort of a menu of choices that are little add-ons or riders, they call them, that you can put on top of the, the main chassis of the policy. For example, most long-term care policies have a 90-day elimination period on them meaning that you have to be in the home, you have to trigger benefits, you have to trigger the, 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 the product to, to uh, come on to claim, and then you're responsible for the first 90 days of all the bills. Well, some policies will let you buy that down to 30 or 60 days, while some policies will let you save premium money by moving it out to 180 days or a year. You know what I mean? So. So there's all different bells and whistles on way you can sort of tailor the program to your needs. But but looking at the 10,000-foot view, to uh, again, back to the heart of the question, but, but want to know the best kind, today there's really two categories of long-term care insurance. There's the traditional long-term care insurance that pays for in-home or in-care uh, facility uh, benefits, and the prices on those are subject to go up. There's also a newer type of long-term care policy. It's a life insurance slash long-term care insurance policy. The prices there are guaranteed never to go up. 
And the basic difference is this, is that let's suppose you purchased a traditional type of long-term care policy and you've had it for years and years and years. You've had it in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s and your 80s and the price just goes way, way, way up. And then all of a sudden you pass away and you never actually use it. Well, in most cases, your premiums are lost at that point. Whereas the newer type, the life-slash-long-term care insurance, at least you know the benefit of the policy is going to come back to the family one way or the other. There's still through, some cash value there. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they don't grow with cash value. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's either going to be through life insurance proceeds or it's going to be through the protection of the long-term care. Oh, I see. So in today's world where people are living a lot longer, you have to take a look at how many more people are going to possibly go on claim in long-term care insurance. So you want to sort of do some planning as to getting back to the meat of the question again. What's the best type to get for you and your family? And look at those two broad categories, the life-slash-long-term care with the guaranteed cost never to go up, or the traditional plan that's subject to prices going up. If you're a son or a daughter, um, is this something that you could gift to an older parent? Yes. A lot of times adult children will purchase this on their parents, and and they'll cover it because the adult children want to protect, you know, uh, first of all, they want to make sure mom and dad or grandma and grandpa are taken care of without a doubt. And then in addition to that, it also will help to protect the, the value of, of any assets that could come down to them or their, or their kids, the, the parents' grandkids. What a great strategy that would be. Huh? So it really is, yeah. So if you stop and you take a look at the pressure of a, of a long-term care premium on a, on a retired person, let's say 65 years old, they're going to be spending several thousand dollars a year for the policy. But now if you take a look at maybe three kids splitting that premium up, it accomplishes the same thing for the parents and the heirs, and the premiums are a lot less, or they're a lot more palatable divided by two or three or four children. So we, we do see that a lot in the industry where people are participating in. And it's just kind of like college funding. You know, a lot of grandparents are, are slamming money into 529 plans for their grandkids, you know, because they've, got, they've saved diverse, money. Yeah. They can afford to put contributions in while the parents are raising the kids and trying to pay for mortgages and car payments and vacations and, and build homes and all that kind of stuff and save for their retirement. Well, a lot so of kids, when they're growing up, they reach that 55- and 60-year-old level, and their parents are aging. They're in their 80s and such, and they've made enough money at that point that they can kind of take care of these kinds of issues for their older parents. And I think it's, it's just a wonderful gift of love if you can. Well, it is. It is. Obviously, nobody wants to, you know, everybody wants their parents to be taken care of, their grandparents, there's no doubt about it. But this is, you know, this again, this is a, it's a kind of a sticky uh, arena on what type of long-term care policy should you have, what's the best one, what's the most affordable way to go about paying for it between you and your family, and, uh, you know, just kind of go from there. But anyway, those are the email bag questions uh, this week, so I brought in a couple of them here. So, again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and just click on a little email button there and shoot me off some emails if you want to get some of your questions answered. And a lot of times we'll send out a lot of information. You know, people will call uh, the office or shoot off an email at my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and uh, we'll send out lots of information. If you want information on, on how to shop for long-term care insurance or how younger ind- adults should be investing, the two questions today, we'll be happy to send you out that information as well. So you can also look at our library of resources on the website, 
and uh, we'd be happy to, you know, you could download it all. You could, we'd be happy to send you out some information there also. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. Keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, here is a telephone number for you, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to meet and greet with our financial and retirement expert here in studio, Larry Rosenthal. Larry? Sure, Chris. Let's welcome Michael on the line. Good morning, Michael. How are you today? Good morning. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yep. Yeah, my question to you is uh, uh, I, uh, based on with my belief that I lifestyle that I live, uh, if I uh, try to invest or uh, the uh, aggressive investment or uh, something like that, uh, this might conflict with my belief. This is my, this that's how I feel. It's my opinion. For other people, it might be different, might feel different. But uh, this question, I have a question for you. It's uh, Matthew chapter 6 and uh, the 33 and 34, don't worry about tomorrow. So it says don't worry about tomorrow. So if I I know I have to save my, for my retirement um, because reality is what we see, so I don't save some money for my retirement. That's a great scripture, by the way, 633, where it talks about uh, seeking first the kingdom of God. And then uh, all the rest of the things will be added to you. I think that's a great scripture, Larry. What do you think? Yes, absolutely it is. There's, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, one, one of the things that we have to understand is the Lord gives us assets um, 
Uh, and then we have to take those assets and, and invest them and, and put them into man's tools like bank accounts or 401ks or mutual funds or whatever it may be. But I think the overall writing part of this here is, you know, when you say don't worry about tomorrow, you know, you go back and you take a look in, in uh, uh, the Israelites when, when uh, the manna and quail came. And, and and God said, you know, just take as much as you need for today, not tomorrow. And those that took for the tomorrow, they got the spoils of it, right? Um, right. <laughs> it, 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 it all spoiled. And so now you advance this to the concept of what you're talking about is, well, at the same time, I know that I need to be prudent and I need to save for my retirement down the road. And the Bible really doesn't talk too much about retirement. And I sort of relate that to the Great Commission of, you know, being able to constantly, you know, throughout our entire life, uh, talk to people about the Great Commission, about about Jesus, about the gospel, um, about about you know what the Lord has done to call us back to to give us um, salvation. So so we have to prepare ourselves for the point in life when we're not working or we can't work. At some point in 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 life, we're either not going to be invited back to work or we're just we're just you know not physically or mentally going to be able to go do it at all. We need to have the means to be able to take care of ourselves then. But we also have to understand the scripture from the standpoint of we don't want money to become the number one driving force in our life. And so we have to weigh the balance between, you know, God doesn't want anything between he and us. So we have to weigh the balance between how we manage money, what we do with it, and and how we put it back into the Lord's kingdom. So if you have surplus, how much surplus do you need? What is it that you're trying to do with that? And, and you know, God knows your future obviously better than you do. He knows what's down the road and around the corner for us. I was listening to a pastor the other day on the radio, and he was he was pointing out something that was kind of true, that we're either coming out of a storm, we're either in the middle of a storm, or we're getting ready to go into a storm. And that's just the way the life— that, Times that, and seasons. Yeah, exactly. That just seems to be the way the, that, that life goes forward. So I would just say this, that— Understand the rules of money that it's, that Michael, that it's it's the Lord's money, and you're charged to be a good steward with those dollars. And mm-hmm. if you if you find yourself constantly trying to to impress others with money or 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 do things like that, then then you know just make sure that your heart's in the right place. And one of the easiest ways to make sure your heart is in the right place and that you are giving the control of your money up to. Uh, the Lord is to tithe and do additional gifts and offerings and give to missions and things like that. But it's a great, great subject to really be talking about. And it's prayer time uh, uh, with the Lord on how he wants you to manage your assets, your your money, and where he wants you to direct your, your mission giving and, and different things of that nature. It's so, all about focus, isn't it? It's focusing on the Lord. Yeah. Well, it's all about putting Jesus first right. and right. following him in everything that we do and understanding all that we have Amen. is his, okay? Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be giving. You know, we have these, these, these things, and, and we have to figure out how to invest them in man's tools, mutual funds, stocks, and whatever. Well said, um, well said, yeah. Yeah, so so I think that's a great, great subject. Uh, and, and, you know, Michael, the Bible talks about money over 2,350 times, more than it talks about any other subject. So so yeah. there's a lot to be involved with it. And, and when, you, when you stop and take a look at this, you know, I, I teach a lot of biblically-based financial planning investment classes in different churches. And one of the themes that we always talk about is the difference between man's economy and God's economy. And, and um, you know, man's economy... 
obviously he or she who dies with the most toys wins, right? And that's the exact opposite of the Lord's economy. You know, God's economy is a giving, loving economy, um, denying yourself, putting others first, keep, you know, following Jesus, uh, uh, you know, in, in everything that we do, including with our dollars. So I would just say save for your future, continue to, 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 to tithe and give additional gifts and offerings and support some missions and um, uh, not put so much trust in worldly things. And that's what Chris was talking about in that scripture is, is, you know, seek first the kingdom of the Lord, you know, and all these things will be given to you. So that's where we have to put our faith and trust. Make sense? Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I see that I go to somewhere in Alexandria area of Springfield. So I don't know if they invited you before or not. So I don't know. And uh, I got to put a bug in that pastor's ear that Larry could come by and help you guys out. Yeah, I'd be happy to come out and talk and do a class. Absolutely, Michael. Yes, yeah, and then oh, otherwise I have to come by and uh, uh, in person uh, attend one of your uh, seminars. I I, w- I want to do that, the you know, because well, we can uh, get you. We can get you in Larry's office together, can't we, Larry? We can get you. Guys. We can do that. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Michael. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and uh, we'll we'll reach out to you next week, and we'll talk to you about uh, maybe setting something up at your church. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. All right, hold on. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any and all of your financial planning or investment questions, be happy to answer them, as you can see here. So, hey, one of the, one of the subjects I want to talk about today, Chris, was the topics that push and pull back and forth the ultimate retirement decision. And these are topics that may not be so money-centered. They're more, well, dealing with money, but sort of on the emotional side of it a little bit. You mean money has emotion? Money does have emotions, (laughs) yes. Yes, every once in a while. I mean, you can see it all the time in professional athletes' contracts, right? You know, so. (laughs) Yeah, usually uh, there's the greed is the biggest one. I mean, that's the best, the most negative one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, you know, let's talk about that, the the subject around money that push and pull the ultimate retirement decision. And and one of them is just just the fact of giving up the comfort of your paycheck. You know, stop and think about this for for 20, 30, 40 years in some cases. You've had that paycheck every week, every other week, every two weeks, whatever it may be, coming in. And now you're going to say, all right, I'm pulling away from that. I'm voluntarily pulling away from that. Now what? You've got to go hunting for your own now. It's like, Well, that, it, that, that subject, that conversation right there, and I, and I see it. I do this all the time with clients. And, and that subject right there is daunting. It's scary oh, sure. to talk about it. Well, how do I know everything's going to work? How do I know all this stuff is accurate? Am I ready? You know, so start to think about this. These are We're going to be going over here subjects th- this morning, little tiny topics that, that by themselves don't sound too much. But when you put them in the face of a retirement decision all piled up together wow. in that conversation – it can be a little intimidating. It can keep you up at night wondering about this. You know, think about giving up the comfort, the reliability, the consistency oh, shoot, yes. of that paycheck. <laughs> you got to get every yourself other men- week for all these years, and then it stops. You got to get yourself mentally ready for something like that. That's a big change. Yeah, yeah. 
What about the fact of giving up the free money that your employer's matching into your retirement plans? Mm-hmm. You know, you might you might work and you might put X amount of dollars in into your retirement plan, the government TSP, a 403B, the 401K, whatever it may be, a simple plan, and your employer's putting in a few thousand dollars on their part for you as well. That's going to stop at some point. That will stop the day you walk out the door. And then you think to yourself, wow, you know, if I get matched 3%, I'm getting, you know, 100% interest on my first 3% that I'm putting into my 401K plan. I'm not getting that anymore. And I'm not saving anymore because I'm walking out the door in retirement. So, So the first two things is I'm giving up this steady Eddie paycheck, and now I'm not getting an employer matched given to me for the work that I do. So see, again, a little subject, but when all these things pile up together in the face of the retirement date, they get pretty big in the window. You, you know, it, for me, it kind of makes me think of King's Dominion and get down a great big roller coaster. And, you know, you're getting ready for retirement, climbing up that big hill, climbing up that big hill. As soon as you crest the top, that's when all the fun begins, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, for me on roller coasters, all the fun begins when I'm off of it. Yeah. <laughs> So I cannot do roller coasters. They they, oh. they don't get they don't do well with me. I go on them though, and when the kids go, I, I they they I they give me the token dad ride on on a couple of them, and then they laugh at me. So, but it's fun. Yeah, it's great. It is fun. You know, the third idea here, Chris, is what about reducing the daily interactions with people you've been working with for years, decades? Oh, those friendship connections. Sure. So think about this. So not only do you have the the stress of giving up the paycheck, you also have the stress of not getting an employer match for your money anymore. And then are you going to stay in touch with people? Are they going to stay in touch with you? The daily interaction, you know, when you walk into your place of work, you walk past this office and you know where your relationship is with that person and you walk down the hall and you know where your hierarchy is with that person and all kinds of things. And there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, respect. There's a lot of domain. There's a lot of of uh, social interaction with people at work. And now all of a sudden you're voluntarily saying I'm walking away from that. Have you thought about that subject? I think it's been my experience that they treat you a little bit better after you leave because you're no longer a threat to that big old you know climbing up the ladder thing anymore. <laughs> it could be, it could be. But what about the people that you've climbed over already? Yeah, that's true. Right? Too. Yeah. So my point is, here today we're talking about some of the different topics that sort of push and pull your mindset back and forth across that retirement date. Am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this now? Should I have done it earlier? Should I wait? How about the, the just, the, just the subject, and I hear this a lot too, uh, I'm afraid to step out of the game. Oh. You know, work keeps me sharp. It keeps me motivated. It gives me something to do. What about stepping out of the game? Well, what about getting a new game? Right, you teach this stuff, don't you? When you're doing these financial plans, you realize it's not all about money. At some point, we have a long conversation with clients yeah. about this, and and what I mean by long conversation, I don't mean it's an hour long. I mean it's months long. Oh, okay, multiple meetings, phone calls, emails, back and forth, talking, looking at different things. It's very interesting when when somebody who let's just pick an age, somebody age sixty two says, "Hey, I'm going to retire next year, sixty three, Larry." And they start talking about all this stuff and everything. 
and they're, they they start looking at me. I'm a little bit younger. They start looking at me, and they go, well, you know, you're not really there. And I said, no, but I've got a whole bunch of clients all across the United States who have been to this point and beyond before. And this is a culmination of the subject matters that, that come up time and time again. Well, you had a fellow in your office retire as well, not that long yep, ago. And he's doing exactly really, right. really well. He actually stepped through some of these things. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And and so when you're sitting down thinking about all this stuff, these are just, again, some, some decisions that weigh heavy on you and your spouse's minds when you're getting ready to retire. What are you going to do with your free time? Yep. Because you don't want it just to weigh on you. You need to be able to feel like you're productive well, and giving back. Yes, for some people, the concept of free time in retirement is a scary thing. Maybe they never took the time to develop outside interest of work. Maybe they never took the time to develop hobbies. Maybe they're going to have to get to re-know their family and spouse again sometimes. I mean, there's lots to consider in this. It's it's a big, big conversation on all of this. Chris, I have seen people able financially to retire and choose not to. Mm-hmm. I've seen people say, you know what, I'm going to struggle in retirement. I don't care. I want to go spend more time with my family. I want to do things at church. I want to be on the ball field, all that kind of stuff. So there's no right or wrong answer to this question. You know, it's like studying for a test. You take all your practice tests and you keep on getting 85s on them and you go, well, I need a 70 to pass. And you keep on getting 85s, yet some people won't take the test because they want to make sure they get hundreds on everything. And other people are going, well, I've overstudied. All I need is a 70, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so think about that. So when you're, when you're really stopping and taking a look at the concept of free time in retirement, what does that free time mean to you? You're, you're talking about me in high school there, by the way. That's, oh, is that right? <laughs> that was, okay. It's a 70. I'm good. Yep. I'm out of here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But really think about it, you know, stepping out of the game, what to do with all of your free time. These are, these are big, long subjects that, that people talk about for months when it comes to that retirement decision. And retirement today is a lifestyle choice. You know, it used to be generations ago, decades ago, people would retire. They'd sit on the front porch. And if they ever went back to work, it was like shame. You, you, you failed in retirement. You didn't make it. Today, retirement is, is a lot of times getting out of that stress job and making maybe even working part-time, doing the same thing, you know, uh, but just freeing up more time for yourself. You know, there, there comes a point when you just say, you know what, I just don't want to do this anymore, but I still want to stay in the game. I've seen a lot of people, and I've talked to clients over the years where they said, I want to retire, but and then they go through all of this list of stuff with me. They end up going back and asking their employer, hey, can I work part-time? Can I work two-thirds? Can I, can I take you know, every other Thursday off? Whatever it may be, right? And they end up cutting a new deal at the workplace, and they love it. They're exchanging moving into retirement slowly, grasping more free time with a little bit less pay. They're still in the game. They're sort of splitting it a little bit. Just come you back know? in a consulting role maybe or something. However it may be. That's correct. Right. That's correct. But but my point is this retirement decision, there's a lot more to it than, hey, I've saved up enough money and now I can just go do it, right? Well, for some people, that's their game. But for others, it's really not. There's a lot more involved in this. Am I in the right retirement house? Is your current home today going to be the home that you want to retire in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this home conducive for you for one floor living? 
Yeah, a lot of people won't be able to t- climb those stairs. You should get a climbing the steps is an issue. That's right. You know, do you like your environment? Are your cars in good enough shape right now? Do you need a new one before you retire? Have you built in your financial plan the purchase of three cars during your retirement years? You know, somebody gets a new car on the average of what, every five, six, seven years? Well, 21 years into retirement, you've got three cars. Have you allotted for the expenses of those? I expect my sons to buy me a car every three years. Perfect. Perfect. I want to be on the Chris McKay plan. <laughs> yep. I'll send you those adoption papers soon. There you right? go. There you go. Um, so, no, I mean, th- th- think about that, though. There's there's lots of decisions to be made about that. And one of the big decisions about it is, am I in the right retirement home? That That's, that's a big decision here. Are you going to sell the home? Are you going to keep the home and, and rent it out if you move? Are you going to sell the home pay and, and buy a smaller home? Where are you going to move to? I'm going to follow my kids. Guess what? Kids move. You'd be right? surprised how often that actually happens. And they yes. do move, and the grandparents follow, and that's an expensive venture after a while. It is. They do. But my point is, I mean, these are, these are, these are big financial decisions when it comes to facing retirement. Have you built in the flexibility for all this? Do I want to sell the home and then rent a, a home that works for me so that I have the flexibility and freedom to move should the kids move with the grandkids? Since I'm going to be living in the basement apartment, then they move, they better have another basement apartment. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, that, you know, there's, there's sort of a big movement in, re, in retirement years for people to sell their home, cash out all that equity, and then rent. Think about this. If, if you have your home paid for, you still have expenses with that home. You still have property tax and insurance, right? You know, it's interesting. There's lots of different – if you look at that very carefully, we, we spent a little time in New York State this last week, and they've got some really interesting taxes for real estate and property and state tax and city tax. and Other, other counties and other states don't have these things. So you got to think about that too, I guess. Right. But, you know, think about this. If, you're, if your property tax and your insurance adds up to, let's say, you know, $10,000 a year, just as an example, but then you decide to sell your home, cash out money, cash out the, you know, $500,000 of equity or whatever it may be, right, and then rent, and now maybe your rent is, is 20000 a year. So the, the extra cost in rent is really only ten grand. It's really only an extra 800 bucks a month. Because of the upkeep and the taxes and all that, right? Well, yeah, exactly, because you've, if you own your home, you st- your home's paid for. you still got the land lease, which is called taxes, right? <laughs> okay? Yeah. And you still have the insurance, but now if you go cash out the, the, the home and rent, now you've got a pile of new cash, probably tax-free, and your rent payment's probably just a little bit more annually than what your taxes and insurance will be on the home had you still own it. And now it gives you the flexibility and freedom. So, so wait a minute, Larry, you're a financial advisor and you're telling people to sell their homes and rent. No, no, I'm just throwing out ideas. These are subjects that come up. And let me tell you, by the way, there is a lot of people that are doing this, this sell your primary home and rent in retirement scenario it cashes out a tremendous amount of money. It blows away the "quote unquote" reverse mortgage program. Right. Okay. Right. It gives you the flexibility to follow the grandkids, 
if and when they end up moving around the country with their parents as they're climbing the corporate ladder. So there's lots of different things to be discussed about this. Yeah, you lose then all you that don't have to worry about the maintenance. Yeah, you don't have to worry exactly. about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you're cashing out a tremendous amount of asset. Remember, the equity in your home doesn't do you any good unless you turn it into cash. And the only way you can turn equity in your home into cash is either by renting it out to somebody in the basement, taking some sort of a loan or mortgage on it, or selling it and cashing it out. And for most people, one of their two largest assets is the equity inside of their home. And you're living longer and longer in retirement years. Are you going to include that into your financial plan? Does it need it to be included into your financial plan? Hey, let's open up the phone lines here. Go go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If some of these topics we've been discussing today have resonated with you and you'd like to talk with Larry, here's the phone number. You can do so live right now or anytime during the week, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to speak with Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry? Sure, Chris. So we're back on the subject here of topics that sort of push and pull you back and forth, that retirement date, that retirement decision, when to do it, what's the right way to go about doing it, and we're sort of stuck here on on the home. Is the home the right retirement uh, place for you? But another question here is where will I socialize with people, and who will they be? Mm, That's a tough one. It is. Think about it. Who are you going to be socializing with? If you're in a church environment, that's a little easier sometimes. Yes. Because you have a lot of it, friends. It absolutely there. is. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. So, hey, let's go ahead and welcome uh, Peter on the line. Good morning, Peter. How are you today? Morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, um, just to, to highlight, um, I had a forced retirement for the military disability, so I got a tiny income coming in through there. Uh, I really don't know how all that's going to work out, but my question is, when I was in working with the government, my primary retirement was TIA, Chris. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, 
It's the other one. <laughs> the one through the government. TSP. ESP, yeah, yeah. And I had another when I have other jobs that I did over the years that had retirement accounts. I've taken most of that money out and transferred it over to, to my TSP. But there's I still have like two or three small ones out there that they keep saying, Well, you can't transfer because of the coding. Is is that technically true? Yeah, so uh, if you're transferring them into the TSP, the TSP will accept money that's pre-tax or post-tax in the Roth. So you need to find out what coding they're talking about. You could perhaps yeah. actually – go ahead. I'm sorry. One of them was a nonprofit, something like that, because of the way they coded with the government that I couldn't take that part of my retirement and put it over to the TSP. I could take the other part, <laughs> but yeah. not all of it. So, so, yeah, I have seen that. I have, I've ha I have heard of that. I've, I've seen it, and it's just because you're not allowed to co-mingle certain types of funds because of tax purposes. Okay. So I basically have to keep all this, all separate documentations until I retire, and then I'd have to take it out. I couldn't do anything else about it. Not that I'm aware of. Now, maybe okay. you might be able to roll that nonprofit one that you have into an IRA. Maybe it won't go into the TSP. You can find that out. Okay. At the end of the day, Peter, you need to take a look at your menu of investment choices that's inside the, the plan that the money's held at. And if you're happy with the ones that are there, then you know maybe you can keep it there. If you're not, then maybe you could look to roll it over to an IRA or something like that. All right, sir. Thank you. Okay, appreciate the phone call. You have a wonderful weekend. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring here. We've got a few minutes left. I'll stay in studio and answer questions. I usually do that after the show completes. At the end of the hour, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. Simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot me off some email questions. Be happy to send you out some information on any of your financial planning or investment questions that you ask. Go visit our resource center on our, on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can download different PDFs, different information, or, or give us a, a shot at the office, and uh, we'll be happy to send you out information. We send out all kinds of information. matter of fact, we send out our financial planning toolkit regularly to, to people. We've sent out over tens of thousands of these toolkits over the years. That's and it your will baseline, help you. right? That's your baseline. That's your baseline. That's your beginning building foundation right there. Yep. That would basically help you sort of draw a line in the sand and say, hey, you know, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road? And sort of go from there. So uh, very, very good tool to help you with your financial planning. So getting back to this, this last subject here, Chris, you know, where will I socialize with people? Who am I going to go get an ice cream cone with? When I retire, basically. You, you, you and I can have an ice cream together, Larry. That, that works. Yeah. That works. But, you know, you stop and think about it. We, we covered, we, we touched on the, on the tip of the iceberg today on subject matters that have a little bit to do with money, but more so to do with your relationships with people when you get ready to pull that retirement trigger. You really do have to have a plan. I've heard people that you retire, I'm just going to go have fun when I retire, and then two weeks later they're like, you know, just looking at walls, going crazy. You have to do something. Yeah, you you need a plan. You need a plan. So stop and stop and really think about that. So if you want to get a listing of the topics that I came up with here today, just some of the questions. Again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, or during the week, give our office a call at eight five five Rose one two three. As soon as we're done here in the studio, 
The phone number of 855-ROSE-123 flips over and goes to our toll-free number in our offices. So uh, I'd be happy to, to send you out any of this information. Hey, next week we're going to be talking about uh, how do you know what road you're on when you can't even see the road when it comes to investment planning and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was going to say, I hope it's not coming to when you're talking about driving because you got to be yep, able to. <laughs> good subject matters next week yeah. for for sure Great. on on the show. So, again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on uh, the email and send us out some questions and stuff like that. But, you know, again, getting back to this one more time, where am I going to socialize? Who am I going to socialize with? Three of the big concerns that people have in retirement is where am I going to socialize and and who am I going to socialize with? Okay. And then what about the maintenance and the upkeep of my living living quarters? Uh, the, the, there's There's been all kinds of studies done on this. The... Um, uh, people at MIT have come out with with programs, you know, studies and stuff that that talk about this. You know, basically, where am I going to get you know socialization in retirement years? And you need to stop and think about all this stuff uh, when you get ready to retire. These things can be built into your financial plan, and they're very good discussions for you, for you and your spouse to really start and, and, and think about for retirement planning. So, have you got any ideas about that? Have you got things written out that people can consider for? Just different hobbies and things that seniors enjoy doing when they retire and groups that they enjoy getting together with. Well, most people have their own ideas of what they want to try to do with their free time, Chris. But, you know, yeah, I, I, people bouncing ideas off me all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, there's, it's great opportunity to, to do church work, too. Sure. You know, really find out what, where the Lord's leading you uh, into retirement and what he wants you to do with your time and your resources oh, there's at a good that one. particular sure. point. So, yeah. That's so the person you should ask right there. Ask the Lord. That's Yes, with without a doubt, without a doubt. So okay. um, uh, where's the uh, the clock at here? Oh, we've got about a minute here before we get ready jump, to close jump things Jump into up. another topic here. No, we can just kind of wrap up and kill the time here, Chris. Well, you can tell me a good story. I always like good stories. Larry tells great stories, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, picture us all around the campfire one night with some guitars telling stories, Chris. And right? singing songs. Yeah, you play a good yeah. guitar. That's yeah, a lot of fun. I'm not allowed to sing, though. There's a good retirement idea. Just sit around the campfire. Take your RV out. I've heard of people that like to get the RVs and, and sell their houses and get into RVs, but that's, that's oh, a whole, wow, yeah. whole different story. Then have you, you ever seen the around. RV shows on TV? I have. I've looked at, looked at those recently. There's some pretty neat uh, RVs out there. That it are just looks like fun. Houses. Yeah, my wife and I watch those shows. It looks fun. Yeah, it does look like fun. There's lots of fun things you can do in retirement. It uh, just takes a little time and planning and the conversation with the Lord. Absolutely it does. No, no doubt about it. So, hey, you can catch us here next Saturday morning again for another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. We're on every Saturday morning live on WAVA from 9 to 10. We're border to border and coast to coast on the Internet, which is a good thing. Tell your family and friends all across the nation. Then go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click the Listen Live button and catch us on the air. They can get some financial planning advice all across the country as well with that with that little tool that we have on our website there. So not a problem. During the week, if you have questions, call our office at 855-ROSE-123 or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. be happy to send you out some information on whatever subject matter you're requesting regarding your investments, estate planning, whatever it may be. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. And we will be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. 